We're rolling, baby. Okay. It's just the right secret sauce, you know? Right? Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Prevention Nation. Where we believe education and awareness can change the culture of violence. My name is Roy Lutz. And I'm Holly Smith. We are back with some data to share with our uh, community about mm-hmm. uh, what you know things the youth are telling us. Uh, we have a Teen Alliance Council Summit every year where we invite uh, students from all the different schools in Warren yeah. County. They come and they you know share uh, through some workshops and then share through speed prevention some different activities we have. Um, one of those activities, as I mentioned, was speed prevention. Mm-hmm. And this is wait, uh, what is speed prevention? Right, what is it? It's like uh, speed dating. You know, <laughs> have you ever heard of speed dating? So kids basically <laughs> will sit down at a table. We'll put uh, several students at one table. We'll have somebody there taking notes. Okay. And uh, we just ask a question, give them a couple minutes to answer, give as many answers as they can, and then they move on to the next table. So oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So we just kind of so go. It's not around. like one-on-one speed dating. No, no, not like one-on-one. It's like group speed dating. Exactly, like group speed dating, absolutely. Just kidding, it's speed prevention. It is speed prevention. But the idea is we are data mining youth at that point. We're just trying to gather data as mining. much information as we can from them uh, around specific topics. And every year, uh, the different coalitions who participate in the uh, Teen Alliance Council Summit, we each pick our own. So there will be something yeah. in there around substance use or misuse mm-hmm. or something around healthy relationships. And uh, the five questions this year... Uh, so you just asked, sit kids down at a table and say, blah, 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 blah. And they just start talking for one minute. And yep. then you guys move on to the next question. Absolutely. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, this is, uh, you know, so I don't know the how qualitative it is, you know, I mean, or. Well, it's um, their first thought. It's their gut right. reaction to like, you ask a question, what's my first thought? Like, mm-hmm. It's probably pretty true. I think it's probably pretty accurate in a lot of regards. Uh, so the first one uh, that I'll bring up in that we can talk about a little bit is what are your opinions on casual drinking versus binge drinking? Mm. And, uh, you know, overwhelmingly, uh, the data is that youth uh, are supportive of casual drinking. That's the, hmm. the, at least youth that we had uh, with us on that day. Yeah. And those were all freshmen. <clears throat> they were all freshmen in high school. And uh, Interesting. the response that we had uh, overwhelmingly from them was that they see adults in their lives. They mm-hmm. see people in their lives using yeah. alcohol responsibly. We do have a culture of that. Right. And they so they per- perceive that using alcohol safely is possible. Yeah. Right? I wonder if they, if and we didn't get to ask this, but if they saw it as like you should wait until the legal age. Like when it, I agree, yeah. when it is the legal age, casual drinking is totally fine. But when you're underage and your brain is still developing, I don't think that's great. Right, absolutely. I wonder if they have a different opinion or not. I don't know. It didn't go into, uh, there were a couple kids that said, uh, that did say it's okay as long as you're of age. So there were a couple kids that did okay. acknowledge that. Yeah. Uh, the vast majority, though, just recognized, and I think, uh, you know, we talk a lot about this, the scare tactics, you know, the mm-hmm. kind of um, fear-based education, how it doesn't yeah. work, sometimes is counterproductive. Um, youth just see each other drinking. They go to parties and they don't necessarily yeah. see... Or they see it on TV. Mm-hmm. Or and they're not seeing everybody getting DUIs and everybody dying. And they're, you know, So they're not seeing yeah. some of the catastrophic stuff that sometimes gets taught. So I think, uh, you know, especially when we get to the COVID question, I think that they're looking at it right now from a perspective of that it is a form of uh, how do I say? Self-help. Okay. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's what adults it's are doing. It's a coping doing, mechanism. So, yeah. That's what adults are doing. Yeah. To cope, so 
Why not? Well, right, and next teens question. are doing it too. Yeah, next question is uh, we talk a little bit about at what point does a relationship turn abusive and what does abuse, uh, teen dating violence look like at your age? Okay. And uh, this one wasn't terribly surprising. Uh, every year we ask a question relative to this and they yeah. they all seem to think uh, power and control are some of the first indicators. Okay. Um, jealousy, things like that, some controlling Those behaviors. Are definitely the first red flags that pop up. First red flags. Like. And... Um, None of them really reported seeing a lot of physical abuse at their age. They're seeing more jealousy control manipulation. Okay. So I think those were, uh, you know, that data was pretty much in line with what we see every year. Yeah. Um, what are the pros and cons to being online? That was the next one. And, Woo. you know, our other episode that we have about some data, we talk a little bit about, obviously, what uh, online means for youth. And uh, overwhelmingly, the again, the youth said that uh, they spent a lot of time and do mm-hmm. spend a lot of time on social media. Yeah. Um, some of the more posi- uh, or popular ones are TikTok, Instagram, and Snapchat. Uh, and I think that's really the only thing, and I wouldn't say new, but the only thing real striking that came out of that, uh, that data was two things. One, they said that social media makes it really hard for them to discern what is real or fake. And okay. I've been on TikTok and I've seen some of those makeup tutorials. Oh my gosh, the filters. <laughs> I know, it blows my Jeez, mind. You don't even have to wear and... makeup anymore. It's just a filter. <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's, crazy. it's shocking. Yeah. And I think kids are seeing that not just from how a person looks, but also from, you know, they said uh, it makes it look like people are living amazing lives. They're doing the most yeah. amazing things. And look at me. I'm just sitting here in my bedroom. They're jumping off Dude. cliffs in, the, in right. Europe and all. Yeah. Yep. So but I think that they have a lot of trouble discerning what is real and what is fake. Mm-hmm. But overwhelming, uh, they said, again, this is helping us cope. This is yeah. where we network. This is where we do our schoolwork. This is yeah. where we learn. This is what we talk about socially. Like, mm-hmm. did you see that TikTok? Like. Yeah. You send your friend TikToks like that. Kind Absolutely. Of yeah. So I think it's really critical that, you know, social media, that we all start to see that social media is very important, has some very positive things. Yeah. But, you know, we have to, I think there's still work to be done around there. Um, where does bullying take place most was one of our next questions. And uh, do you feel unsafe in your school or have you felt unsafe in your okay. school this last year? Kids are reporting that they feel safe, mostly well, safe. Good. Yeah, we've had very few reports of kids saying that they felt unsafe in their school over yeah, this last year. Because that's a huge protective factor for them is to mm-hmm. like, feel safe in their home and their school and feel like they have people that they can talk to if they feel unsafe, like that kind of thing. Right. Now, what that data means, I don't know. Kids have hardly been in school for the last year. So <laughs> that's I don't know true, if too. Yeah. I don't know if there's, you know, if we have to look at some of those yeah. details as well. Uh, however, what I did think was interesting was that the youth are really saying that the primary bullying that they're seeing is occurring online. Uh, not so much in okay. person. Yeah. In person, again, maybe because they haven't been in person a lot. Yeah. That's probably been a challenge. But uh, I think, you know, and they do say in person it's a lot of uh, name calling and, you know, those mm-hmm. kinds of personal texts yeah. and gossip and rumors. But online, they said doxing across the board. Oh, yeah. Can you explain of, to everyone what doxing is? Yeah, so is? doxing is basically uh, if somebody does something or says something, uh, posts something that I don't like or uh, if it's just a person I don't like in general. I will go on and share all their personal information, Ooh. phone numbers, address, yeah. all that kind of stuff. And then any uh, incriminating comments or anything that they've ever okay. said. Basically, it's a, I think it's a precursor to canceling. I don't know, right? I mean, yeah, is it? Yeah, kind of, you're trying to out somebody for something. Yeah. So and that way you can previous, bring attention. And uh, data episode, we were talking about what people are experiencing. And actually, that was something we asked, like outing. And mm-hmm. they might have taken that as doxing or outing gender yeah. identity or something like that. So yeah, not a majority of them were experiencing it, but a lot of them had experienced it. 
Well, and you know, and I mean, it makes sense. I mean, I don't know how much you're online, uh, Holly, but on social media, I see that all the time. I mean, yeah. it's, it's normal now to see. Um, so sad. Yeah, I mean, that's it's almost like its own genre on TikTok. Yeah. It's like, here's, you know, I'm going to show you what this person said, and they'll put the little, you know, the little words up at the top of the screen so you yeah. can see what that person commented, and then they'll be like, oh, and do you know where that person works? They work at, you know, TGI Fridays, mm. and, you know. I actually haven't seen that that much. But. Oh, it's just all over, and it's, uh, you know, but teens are seeing that. So, yeah. and then the last question was, has your mental health shifted since the pandemic started, and what coping mechanisms have you used to deal with it? Uh they all said, and we've talked about this on other podcasts, they all expressed that it was very difficult, very isolating. Mm-hmm. Uh, they say that uh, they reported that probably one of the primary concerns for them was all the arguing between the parents okay. and the community. They just saw that happening that was existing on, you know, school websites and yeah, all sorts of community chat groups. Uh, so I think that was a huge problem for them. But what teens told us in this speed prevention uh, data and report was that social media was their support. Yeah. It's what got them through because, you know, when this first started and I know I'll speak for my family, but when it first started, we got really close. I'd say for the first three to five weeks, we played games, we were doing TikToks together, we were Mm -hmm. watching movies. And then I didn't see my kids for months. It felt like everybody Mm -hmm. just disappeared to rooms and kids are reporting that kids are reporting that their own families, even though they were isolated to their homes, they became isolated from people within that home. So social media, that's where they found their support. That's where they found networking. And I think the key here uh, that I want to take, the big takeaway from me and that I'd like to share with people is that peer-to-peer support they found to be the most helpful. Mm -hmm. And when we think about uh, community education and stuff, we talked a lot, we've talked a lot about peer-to-peer education, how critical it is. They're listening to each other more than we more than we know or think and they're listening to each other more than they're listening to us sometimes yeah definitely yeah so that's kind of the data we got out of the speed prevention it was it was a good year for speed prevention yeah it sounds like a a lot of like good qualitative data too so Mm -hmm. Roy, thank you so much for sharing all that absolutely